Hello and welcome to the Bobcat News Podcast. We are coming at you live from Grand Blank High School. And I'm joined by a, a few uh, underclassmen to talk through uh, some major news uh, and events of the day. Let's get to those co-hosts. I'm joined uh, today by Safa. Safa, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Wonderful, wonderful. I'm also joined by Darren. How are you? Doing good. And yourself? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I'm real glad to be here. Last but not least, we have Madison. Hi, Madison. Hi. I'm doing pretty good. That's great to hear. That's great to hear. All right, we'll just jump right into the, the first story of today. It's been grabbing the headlines. I've seen it uh, strewn across social media amongst the journalist class. And it has to do with, of course, the pandemic. Today's date, May 25th, 2021. And so we aren't out of the woods yet. Um, but there has been some kind of you know new news coming out, new developments. Uh, it turns out that there is some mounting, uh, I hesitate to say evidence, but questions surrounding the origins of the virus and that some things aren't quite adding up as it relates to a possible biological laboratory leak in China. Uh, and perhaps that may have actually been the source of the virus. Now, to, to bring up this story, to invoke this idea about a year ago, uh, you know, caused, uh, you know, caused you a lot of resistance, truth be told. And there's, uh, you know, a couple of reasons for that. That's kind of one topic I'd love to hear about. Do you understand why that resistance existed? Are you okay with us kind of, you know, moving past it and, you know, pursuing the truth at all costs? There's a lot of dynamics going on with this story and it's causing, uh, a, you know, a, a bit of a stir. And so I'd like to go to Safa first. Safa, what is your general reaction to this story? Do you buy it? Are you resistant to it? Uh, where do you come down on it? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it comes out to be true evidence based um but i definitely did not buy the bat eating um, rumor that was going around first when the pandemic started but um i feel like it would be beneficial if it started there because then we would know um where it started and how to better um, assess going on forward that's a great point i think uh one thing that we're all yearning for at this time is control and to have a a, a more sort of concrete scientific uh, assessment of the issue uh, may make us feel a little bit better. And so I, I, I hear you. Darren, uh, to you, how do you feel about this story? I feel like the news would come out one way or another eventually. Odds are, and it does happen to be that illnesses can jump from animals to humans, but odds are that since it's China, it probably was produced in a lab. What makes you say that? just their history um they seem to like meddling with efficiency of people so it wouldn't surprise me if they were trying to make a drug or something to help focus or increase worker productivity well i'm i'm very struck by this idea of um how, how might i say this um attaching a an entire culture to uh, a, a mistake. You know, these biological labs, we of course have these in America and they, they do a lot of good, of course. And so uh, I think that for some, the idea that this came from a lab gives them, you know, some sense of like, okay, that kind of makes sense because yeah, we, we examine diseases in these labs and, uh, you know, they overall cause a lot of good. Um, but another, you know, big concern that many have is that to kind of, you know, 
to, to make this a sort of, you know, a targeted thing, give blame to China for mistakes and maybe attribute it to some broader cultural, uh, you know, trend uh, does, uh, you know, make me a little concerned because I worry that uh, our culture won't know where to where to end that, where to, where to end that blame, where to end that sort of, you know, uh, aversion to 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 China as a nation, perhaps whether it's their their scientists, their people, their their leadership decisions. I'm I'm a little I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried, and I think that's what a lot of people, you know, um, were, were feeling when they when they said that. Don't, don't how dare you? How dare you think that that was the case? It was clearly an accident. I don't know. Do either of you do either of you feel that sense of you know concern for how you know certain folks in our culture may may see this? Well, we've seen the beginning of the pandemic, a lot of people are targeting Asian people, whether they're Chinese, Japanese, Korean, um, because of the rumors that were going around. So I feel like if that were to be evidence-backed, people would take it the wrong way and blame them even more. And they, we would see more Asian attacks on people. That's, a, that's, a, that's kind of, I think you expressed uh, the concern I had, well, just better than I did. And so I uh, I hear you, and that's kind of where, I, where I'm coming from. I, I understand a little bit about why folks were, you know, hesitant a year ago to put forth this idea. Um, it seemed a little bit more conspiratorial back then, which made it uh, a bit more, you know, I don't want to touch that. But, but you know, is that is that damaging? If it's if it really is the truth, are these concerns of ours are they are they damaging? If we do, you know, express you know serious hesitation and concern, and it later comes out that this was the case. Well, that caused that particular sect of folks to be even more, you know, uproarious and violent and skeptical of mainstream consensus. I don't know. I don't know. I'm worried. Any final thoughts on this this story from y'all? Well, if an illness is made in a lab or engineered in a lab, be it for purposes of good or bad, and it gets out and kills millions of people, it can be considered a bioweapon and probably will be considered a bioweapon by many, many people. Therefore, yes, there's going to be some repercussions to the information coming out. Yeah. I think, uh, I think we're going to let that lie there and move on to our next story. Something uh, even heavier, truth be told. Uh, this, this year, as, as Darren mentions, it has uh, brought upon the world, uh, you know, a million deaths. I don't have the exact figure uh, off the top of my head, but million, if not millions. Uh, and, uh, you know, even beyond that, the news hasn't hesitated from dotting those extra spaces in the, in the nightly news with other tragedies, other instances of, you know, tragic death. We heard uh, a story about uh, uh, a cable car in Italy plummeting. Uh, and killing many, many people. We heard a story about a shooting at a party, a volcano erupted in the Congo, uh, a child was killed in a road rage incident. And once you, you, know, you kind of put all these stories together beside one another, you're kind of struck by this, this feeling, at least I am. And I, I'm reeling with the, the, the idea that, is this, is this good? Is it good? Is it, is it a sign of respect to include these stories in the news and to really dwell upon them, consider them? Is it a more craven attempt to get money for the news corporations? Um, or is it you know, their responsibility to put these out there and maybe our responsibility to turn off and tune out when we need to? I've got a lot of questions for you all, but let's start general. 
I definitely think it's our responsibility to um, portray all of the events happening because with everything going on with COVID, that's all that's on the news or certain things that are bigger than that. We need to focus on little things like that because we need to make awareness to there are mean drivers out there and that poor six-year-old got shot because of one of these um, like road rage people out there. And um, it's just, we need to actually see the little things going on in the world too, because it, ha it will have an impact on us mm -hmm. and it, we need to make awareness to a lot of these things. So I think it's actually really good that they um, cover this in the news. And I don't think it was for money or anything. I think it's actually good that they have something else more than just COVID and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Maybe these heavy stories are actually driving people away from the news and garnering them less money. Yeah. So that's one perspective. It sounds like that story that um, the child was maybe the one that struck you the most. Yeah, it definitely bothers me because I drive myself and it just, I couldn't imagine, you know, me doing something one, like one tiny thing wrong in the road, someone getting mad at me and trying to shoot at my car. Like I that that scares me, especially that woman who had a kid who was shot. Like I couldn't imagine if, you know, when I was older and I had kids, them getting shot in the back seat because someone got mad at me for driving. I would blame myself for the rest of my life. Wow. So. Does it um, change how you go about your kind of day-to-day -day life? Maybe in this particular instance. Is it, is Actually, it, it, it kind of does because it, it makes me scared that if I do something wrong on the road, someone's going to get very mad at me and they're going to do something more than what they should do. Wow. Makes you so, scared. Yeah, it's a, it's a little nerve-wracking. Because there are a lot of mean drivers out there. So I'm yeah. just, it scares me a little bit. Yeah, it's wild out there. Darren, what is what is your relationship to like just tragic, you know, news filled with, you know, death and sadness? I've kind of become desensitized to it, if I'm being honest. I get more annoyed than anything when you report on protests or, oh, this guy died because of this reason. Riot, riot, riot. It It's... It's very, I don't know the correct term for it, but I'm just going to say annoying for now because when the news reports on that sort of thing, you know what people are going to do? They're going to get way more angry. They're going to get way more upset. And then money starts coming into the news. Hmm. If we report on this and they react this way, we can report on the way they react. And it becomes a never-ending cycle. Hmm. Is that not the purpose of, you know, journalism and news to expose events, particularly ones that do cause an uproar? The purpose of the news, in my opinion, is to cause an uproar. doesn't matter if they're true or false information. They just want people to get angry, cause chaos, so they get paid. Is it that the purpose of journalism news is innately corrupt or that our current incarnation is tainted? Currently, I don't want to say all news is corrupt, but 99% of it is definitely corrupt, yeah. Interesting perspective coming from Darren. So um, adding to what he said, I think definitely the protest uh, with Black Lives Matter, I think it's good to have awareness because um, there's some people who just don't know about it. And then when they turn on the news, they're like, okay, like 
good thing we're making awareness about this. Um, and I just think some news stations may go about it wrong or some news stations go about it right. It's just, I think those things need to bring awareness as well, but you need to tie in everything. You need to cover everything. And so I don't think that the news is trying to make money off these protests, but you know, I do respect your opinion and everything. And uh, I just, I don't know, I have a different opinion about it. Going on to what she said, um, during the news yesterday, they mentioned uh, for like 30 seconds, the anti-Semitic attack, um, because they, and then I want to touch on it because they failed to explain it correctly slash fully. They failed to recognize how being a voice for Palestinians during this time does not mean you're anti-Semitic slash hate Jews. Because frankly, there are many Jewish people who are Palestinian. It's the Israeli people who are murdering, ethnic cleansing, and forcing hundreds of Palestinians out of their homes in Gaza and Sheikh Jarrah do not see religion. There have been recent attacks on churches, mosques, as well as synagogues. What is happening to Palestinian women, children, and men is not a conflict between two religions or two countries. It's a problem established in the basis of human rights and the morals of humanity. And I'm not saying what they did to those people on the attack was right, but it was, and it was wrong. But learning about this tragedy of one small attack who are wrongfully representing the free Palestinian movement on the news is a wrongful representation um, who, do, who do not even coincide with the basis of why many people have been protesting the genocide occurring on Palestinian people. Palestine, Palestine has no army, navy, soldiers, but Israel has all of those, as well as clean water and a very small amount of refugees slash deaths from the recent conflict. But there are 250,000 Palestinians who have no access to clean water. 30% of Palestinians, Palestinian children's children make, never make it to the age of five and hundreds of, of thousands of Palestinian refugees. If the news is gonna to touch on this considered widely controversial top issue, they should explain it the right way. I think you bring in a great nuance to the idea of it's maybe not just a, a yes or no sort of thing. It's all about how you do it. And if you're going to do it, you got to do it right. I've known you for quite a bit. Stop. I think it's fair to say that you are socially justice minded. Would you agree with that assessment? Mm -hmm. Does that uh, that that ethos within you, uh, you know, it's going to expose you to a lot of you know, a lot of darkness, a lot of sadness in the world. Um, does that wear on you or does it give you more pep in your step in the morning? I would say half and half because I don't know, during the pandemic and then as well as this happening, because I am half Palestinian, so this is close to my heart. Um, so it does touch me both ways. You know, I am sad about it. I have cried about like three times now since it's happened. It's only been like about a week. And what's the saddest thing about it is this isn't anything new. It's been happening for so long and it's finally reached the news. It's finally being talked about. More people are finally taking the sides of Palestinian people. So I don't know, I'm kind of like both, but I feel like it's my role as a Palestinian, as a Muslim, as a person in America to talk about it. Absolutely, and that's why we that's why we have a podcast, and that's why I'm happy to be here with you all. Before we move on to our final story of the day, any other thoughts relating to what we've discussed? Uh, and you know, in particular, you know, just just negative news. Do you you know? There's a lot of like news segments that are like good news, positive news. How about a good news story for the day? Do those strike you as a little uh, tasteless, or are they are they you know do they have a utility? I put a question out there, but I saw you had your hand up first, Darren. What are you thinking? Uh, in the, um, what's that place called again? Starts with P in Islam? Palestine, Palestine. Palestine. Uh, why can't they just share that land? 
Like, I know it's some religious, ooh, big thing, but both of you want that land because of your religion. Why can't you just say, hey, screw it. You can have this and we can have it as well and share. It's not that simple, Darren. How come? It's not that simple. And what if you're listening to what I said? I said it's not about religion. Even though they are both established, Christians are also established in the land of Jerusalem and Palestine. But what they're doing to Palestine is, is what I was talking about is what was wrong. So it's not that simple to say, screw it. It's not that simple. It's going to take a long time. And now that it's, it's in the news, um, it's going to take even longer. So it's not something so simple to just say, why can't they just share it? A lot of news is about education. Uh, and I, I can I can speak personally that I I was uh, you know I was aware of the topic. I certainly felt that I had met that threshold of a and I know what's going on, but even still, it is a very uh, you know it's a very uh, historical um, uh, you know just piece of our society that we really need to grapple with. And it's going to take uh, some onus on each and every one of us to to learn about it if we want to you know if we want to really wade into it, comment upon it. We got we should know the full story. Um, and I think that, I think that, uh, you know, high school is a, is a great place to start. Podcasts are a great place to, you know, expose others to ideas. And yeah, what do you think, Madison? I just uh, want to add to what Safa said. Um, that's why I haven't been speaking about this topic that much, because um, I'm not familiar with any of it or anything like that. And I would like to know, like, more about the whole topic. Um, like why, like what's going on and stuff like that. So Safa, if you could like give me a little like simple summary about it. I know you talked about it, but like you use big words and stuff. So I unfortunately don't know if we have time okay. for that on this podcast episode. But before we move on, I am just curious, particularly from Safa, you know, this, this, uh, this, this idea, this part of history, uh, you are in 10th grade, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, 11th grade, Darren? Yes. In 10th grade Madison. Yes. So you progressed at least through world history, right? And did your world history class touch upon this very much? No. No? No, not at all? Any other history class? I, I think I feel like world history would be the, the place to do it. And it, it didn't get much didn't get much traction. I mean it's it's battling with a lot a lot of other big uh, you know, big pieces of history, truthfully. There's only a one year class, but uh, maybe 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 there's a you know a call to action here to educate people about this. Um, and since it's in the news, I think we can absolutely uh, do that Do that here. And so maybe maybe, maybe we can save that that, that greater story for, uh, for a later episode. But yeah. th- thank you so much for that wonderful conversation. Let's briefly uh, move on. I'm gonna stop it. Right